0: Just gotta be who you are because you can't you can't be anyone else and if you try to be anyone else you're just gonna just gonna fall right in your face. We decided that the two main things that we were gonna focus on were care and connection. A lot of people are saying there's this a great evangelistic opportunity at this time, and the, and there is. We felt we just needed to focus on our own people, to make sure that they felt cared for, and to do our best to keep them connected with each other. Changing the headlines, leadership podcast with your
1: host Stephen McLeish,
0: making the world a better place by adding value one person at a time, impacting the world by impacting your world, bringing you love, life, and energy.
1: So stay seated, keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times because it's about to blow your mind.
0: Three, two, one, and we have liftoff.
1: Hi there guys, thank you for joining And My name is Stephen McLeish and I'm your host today and welcome to Leadership Lockdown, where we chat to our friends and leaders from around the world in lockdown, how they're actually leading in this time. Now today, we have with us a very great friend and special guest, and he is the lead pastor of Elam Church in Glasgow, who are doing amazing things for reaching that community for Jesus. And it is Pastor James Glass. James, so good to have you.
0: Thank you, Steve. It's good to be with you. Good to see you.
1: Good. So good to have you, and thank you for coming on and. Um, You're so, James, just for maybe some people that's watching into this and tuning in, they um, don't know who who you are. Like, I'm sure that's a very few people, but who don't know who you are. Can you just uh, can you just tell us a bit about yourself?
0: Yeah, well, I'm I'm James, and as you probably picked up from the accent, I'm from Ireland originally, um, Northern Ireland, County Armagh. Um, I've been over this side of the Irish Sea for nearly 30 years, which is is unbelievable. Um I've been in Glasgow for just over 10, and married to Beryl, got three kids, Jonathan, Alison, and nile And um what else about me? Yeah, I'm the lead pastor at Glasgow Elam Church. Uh I'm also on the national leadership team for Elam in the UK. And uh I, I do a little bit in the region as well with Kevin Pete. Uh, some people that are, are watching would know Kevin. He's the Elam's regional leader for Scotland and the northwest of England and he he's a former pastor of Glasgow Whelan. So that's yeah that's that's basically a little bit of my my journey my uh, biography
1: fantastic and i love how you called it this side of the irish sea (laughs) yes yes yeah yeah
0: yeah But i don't want to give you any numbers to add up for my time on the other side of the irish (laughs) (laughs) sea
1: no problem Uh, and so you are like I, i i love elam it's i love that whole tribe it's screams out my DNA and I, I love it all uh, and you're the lead pastor plus your other responsibilities which I didn't know that's amazing but you're the lead pastor uh, there at Elam and I'm really interested I'm sure other people are interested is how on earth did you even become a pastor? Oh that's
0: a that's a long story I guess I was I was in my teens and I, I began to feel that I don't know if you'd call it a call to ministry, or just if it was just a desire to serve God. And then I think there were probably a number of key moments where um, things happened. Um, you know, I can remember conversations that I had. I can remember being um, at a particular service where I just you know I felt God was saying something to me, and I had to be open um, to. To going into ministry to becoming a pastor, I'm not even sure what I thought that looked like at the time. Um, but eventually, I um, went to Bible college, did three years in Bible college, and uh, after that, I, I felt God was saying I, sh- I should be in uh, in ministry, local church ministry. Uh, so the journey began 1993, um, and yeah, yeah, that's what I've been doing ever since. So. But it was it was yeah, really going back to my teenage years that I, I began to feel that God was calling me, if you want to express it in that way. Um and uh I think it was just really a, a thing of saying yes and being open to whatever God wanted for my life. I think that's really I've got to where I am
1: today. Brilliant, I love that. And so you, as a as a pastor of a church and going through this crisis which some people are calling and this world pandemic and what do you think churches should be doing right now yeah i think
0: i think you've got to do what you can do mm. um, i think that's the first thing that i would say I, I think you know social media has its good points it can be very, very very beneficial but i would just be concerned that you know some of us are looking at some churches that can do this do the online stuff really really well and we kind of feel that our best efforts aren't good enough I think you've just got to look at what have we got and what can we do for the the people within our church I think first of all that's what you're doing you you know you're, you're trying to connect with your own people in a time when you can't meet with them physically so I think whether you know you can do something really really slick like some churches have been doing for a long time now or whether you're you're sitting there with your iPhone and playing your guitar or reading the scriptures and doing a 5 minute share i think whatever you can if you just do what you can do i think that's that's where you got to start i think you just ask yourself what can we do and and, and you, you you begin there
1: yeah i love that i love that. that that's so good i i remember like the first week that we had to go online as a church that we, mm. we filmed all week. We had this big high, like, worship songs, and because we were looking to the pros i have been doing this for 10 years, and then yeah. we we came online and the internet cut out. <laughs> I, I know. And you have no control over that. Yeah. You have very little control over that. And what, yeah. what I felt the Holy Spirit in speaking is saying, hey, just strip it back, that people aren't yeah. looking for entertainment. They're looking for engagement. You know? Exactly. Exactly. I exactly. love I love that you said that. Um, so, Pastor James, who who are some people that inspire you and you look up to? Like maybe you listen to podcasts, maybe you read books or whatever. Um, apart from Jesus, obviously. <laughs> but <laughs> who are some people that inspire you? Who are the people that inspire me?
0: Um, I guess I've got a lot of a lot of friends that all inspire me in different ways i wouldn't say there's necessarily any any one person out there that think oh i model everything that i do on that person um my friends are inspirational um and i look at actually i look at some of the churches in scotland there's some great churches in scotland um that i think they're doing a lot of good things if you're looking for sort of big names that um inspire me i would say in recent years I've actually found Rick Warren very inspirational. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily because I preach like Rick Warren or I'd like to preach like Rick Warren. I just think one of the things that Rick Warren is really good at, he's really good at leading people through things in a very, very basic, practical way, but in a way that's also very biblical. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very, you know, he's, he's got his theology worked out And I think, you know, you just see him, the way he handles the different seasons of life, the different seasons of the year, Um, and he just seems to be able to pitch things in such a way that it will feed Christians, but it will also uh, make unbelievers think. Um, So he's he's someone that has, you know, and and of course, he's been around a long time. You know, you you can't argue with a track record, really. Um, And and I know he's had his critics, but. I think you know he's a guy who's been around a long time. So I still occasionally go over to his website and um, and, and watch him. The problem, uh, I'll say, one of the things that the problem with watching the great communicators and there's some I mean they are great guys out there. Tim Keller, I love Keller. Um, I love TD Jake, So um, you, you know you can see that I there's, <laughs> it's not just one tribe that I follow. Mm. Um, The thing is, sometimes you you look at what they've preached at Christmas or Easter or something like that and you think, my goodness, I can't do any better than that. (laughs) So it can be a little bit counterproductive as well. (laughs) Um, But, you know, there's there's some great people out there. Um, You know, the the three people that I've mentioned,
1: uh, they're, they're inspirational
0: in different ways.
1: Yeah. And they've got so much, I think they've got so much wisdom, especially in a time like this. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. on that, and you've been in ministry a long time as well. What is maybe some of the best wisdom or advice that you have ever received?
0: Oh, some of the best advice that I've ever received. Um, I would say, that, and this is a this is a difficult one. You you've got to work out who you are, mm. and you've got to be who you are, um, because that's the way that God made you, and I'm not sure any one person ever said that to me. But I think lots of people have have actually said, "Be who you are," in all sorts of different ways. Mm. Um, they've said different things to me, and you know, if you summed it all up, if you you know, if you sort of boiled it all down, it's you just got to be who you are because you can't you can't be anyone else. And if you try to be anyone else, you're just gonna you're just gonna fall flat in your face. Um, and i'm sure there's times i've i I'm, i hope i've never consciously tried to be someone else <laughs> but i've tried to maybe um imitate something else or you know I, i've tried to be maybe too inspired by by someone or some way of doing things um and it just doesn't work because you you, you got to be you. you 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 got you've just got to be comfortable in your own skin so i think that's i think that's something that's very important
1: yeah. um
0: i think Another thing that's it's, it's very important is to just the whole thing of this is a, it's a people business, you know, it's about people. And, you know, people don't, people's lives don't always necessarily fit with some of the, the good ideas that you have, particularly by the way you structure church in one thing and another, you know, you can go to a conference and you can get the perfect church structure. But actually a lot of that the the worth of that is really it's often based on context. You know, I think sometimes what I've done is I've I've listened to someone give me a really good plan, which worked really well in North America or Latin America or Africa or India or somewhere. Um, but actually you you have to, to factor in that the context is very very important and uh, the context actually has shaped um the message that you're hearing or the idea that's being presented and you have a different context so not everything is transferable if that makes sense um so i think taking into consideration context is very 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 important i mean kilmarnock's not glasgow um it's not london um uh, so there's there's things that you will do in Kilmarnock that if you if you were sent to London you wouldn't do or if you were trying to pioneer in Glasgow you wouldn't do. Mm. Um, and there's things that will work in, in Glasgow or London that just, they're not not, not a fit for Kilmarnock. So I think that probably those two things would be big lessons for me. You've got to be yourself and you've just got to remember your context. Um, those mm. would be two important things.
1: Yeah, that's so good. And for those watching Kamarlock is uh well me and my wife pastor the uh, uh, the church um in a small town in Scotland. Uh, and Pastor James uh, you pa you pastor a church in a um I don't know what you call it, a, a region in Glasgow or a town in yeah. Glasgow or called Given Hill. So that's an interesting uh, factor. How how through this time, because that's such an interesting community, um through this time, how are you reaching and pastoring the people in that community? Yeah, it's
0: it is it's an interesting one because even though we're based in Govan Hill, we're not really a community church. So we're not really a church that's a Govan Hill church. And in, in that sense of just being a local church, um, we're a Glasgow church because we we attract people from all over Glasgow. Um. So that's that. It's, it's an odd one, but in some ways, that's, this time of lockdown has actually just reinforced the challenge that we have always had of, how do you keep people across a city connected? Um, you know, I pastored a church down south for nearly 12 years before I came up here. Um, and it was a town of probably about 100,000 people. And everybody was within probably, what, well, 15 minutes walk max 20 minutes walk max of the building so that that's a whole different scenario to people that are maybe traveling 15 20 miles on a Sunday yeah so what you do midweek um and you know we've tried to build very strongly with small groups midweek but even then that's a, a challenge so really in in this time um i mean it's technology has been you know we've suddenly all become experts or well i was going to say experts in zoom um what that really means is you know more than the person that knows nothing about zoom (laughs) so you know we've we've used um you know we've used facebook we've used youtube um we've pre-recorded stuff and and put it up there so that's a you know we, we haven't gone the live stream route we just didn't feel as what i said earlier we didn't feel we had the capacity to to do that um in a, in a way that was going to be uh, that we felt would be good for for uh, glasgow Ealing. Mm. i think the other thing that we've done steve and it's it's almost back to to you know old fashioned pastoring we just spent a lot of time making phone calls
1: mm.
0: you know hi it's james here how are you doing is everything okay Is there anything we can do for you? You know, if you don't have enough food, let us know. Um, We work closely with the the local food bank. Um, If you, you know, do you need us to get a prescription for you? All all those sorts of things. Um, So we, and and I personally have contacted a lot of people. The team has contacted a lot of people. Um, Our uh, deacons have contacted a lot of people. And then the people themselves have been, you know, contacting each other. So, you know, there's been a lot of phone calls, a lot of texts, um, you know, a little bit of zooming. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we've we've just tried to personally connect with a lot of people over the last couple of weeks, um, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, it's it's just it's, it's just what's got to be done at a time like this. Um, and really, there's you know. You can pray for people, which is the main thing, you know, as the most important thing. But after that, really, it's just finding ways to, to connect with people personally.
1: I love that. Just loving people.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, I think sometimes we, we underestimate just how much people appreciate a phone call. I think maybe in the you know in the whole sort of technological revolution um we you know we overlooked the power of the phone call um another little thing that we we do is and we've done this for years we send postcards to people you know um and we got this postcard made probably i don't know eight or nine years ago and it just says in the front thinking of you and in fairness, it's my wife that writes most of them, you know, and there'll just be this little, just a little note in the back. Hi, John, we were in our team meeting this morning. You were on our hearts. We're praying for you. Hope you're well. James and Beryl put it in the post. So when this, when we went into lockdown, or we felt that the lockdown was going to get tighter than it was initially, what we did was we just went through our list and we, um, we we drew up a list within the list of all the elderly people, all the people that you know that were expected to self isolate, and we sent them all postcards, um, just handwritten postcards. Um, and again, you know, it's it's a bit of a novelty for people to receive something in the post these days. Um, and you know, and and even people that aren't in that, you know. Aren't in the seventy-plus category, you know. We've found over the years, you send them a postcard, and you get a text or a call or an email, you know, a few days later, and it's like they're related because they got a postcard. You know, it's sometimes just simple things work really well, mm. um, and you think you you forget the the power of them because they seem so simple. You know,
1: postcard.
0: Yeah, but that's
1: that's just the sort of response that we've got from people mm, that's so good i love that keeping it simple less is more yeah so james the i know like like that's going to speak to a lot of pastors because i, I know we're speaking to my friends who have pastors that there's just this oh I like ex, this sense of overwhelming that yeah. they're really at the the wits ends uh, um, how can we cope with this? And like, there was never a textbook written for written. How do you pastor a church through a, a pandemic? Um, yeah. So, um, could you just speak on that for a moment? Like, what would you say to the pastors that are um, leading their people, but they've they've got that sense of being overwhelmed? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a, it's a big one. I mean, it's it's funny because I
0: feel like I've been working. Harder than I've ever worked in my life the last two or three weeks um, and Part of that is because we're putting stuff on the on the internet, you know, we're recording stuff So, you know, I'm not used to do, Well, I say I'm not used to doing that We've we've done stuff in the church for small groups but to have that um, Deadline every week everything's got to be done by Thursday, you know, because we're videoing it and then uploading it um, and I just I was just saying to to someone today, you know, it used to be you would ask someone um, a month ago, if if I'd said to someone, will you do communion next Sunday? They'd say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do communion next Sunday, which is fine. But now if I say that, it's like, I need to have your video. This needs to be in it. This is the length that it needs to be. You need to put it in Google Drive or Dropbox or whatever. It's got to be there by Thursday at a particular time. And then you know, I've got to have a look through it, and then we've got to send it off. So everything—it's just like everything has become more um, time-consuming. Um, I, I think, from from what I have learned for so far, the way that we have tried to do it is at the at the outset, we decided that the two main things that we were going to focus on were care and connection. Mm. Um, Um, a lot of people are saying this this is a great evangelistic opportunity at this time. And and there is, but we felt um, first up that we, we just needed to, um, to focus on our own people to make sure that they felt cared for and to do our best to keep them connected with each other, not even just to keep the leaders connected with them, but to try to keep them connected with each other. Um, And, you know, we, we, encourage the small group leaders to just keep up their, because a lot of them have whatsapp groups and to to have a go with zoom um and you know so we've we've encouraged that so uh, i i think if you if you're clear about what you want to achieve um and what we wanted to achieve in the first few weeks i mean i I don't think any of us knew how long this would go on but what we wanted to achieve first off was we wanted to to really make sure that people knew um that if they were in trouble they could talk to us Um, we wanted them to to feel connected to us and and connected to each other so we've just encouraged that we've encouraged that and through what we're saying in social media i will often um just raise the value of connection of fellowship of Um, phoning each other of staying in touch with each other of encouraging each other so I I I keep that really up front because um I I think if I think what I say to pastors is don't make um don't make yourself this sort of the the point of all connection yeah because it's it's going to kill you (laughs) you know try to encourage the people to connect with each other and um and to to encourage each other you know the bible is full of one another's the new testament is full of one another's encourage one another you know love one another all of forgive all all of these one another's so we want to encourage that whole thing of of the the people encouraging each other as well as us encouraging them so that was a you know first off care and connection were two big things then I have to be really honest here, Steve. The next thing that we thought about was, what about money? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, because, you know, we still get a lot of people putting their money in the plate on a Sunday, but there's nowhere to meet on Sunday now, and there's no plate to put their money in. So um, that was something, and I, I know often British people, Scottish people, English people, Irish people even, um feel a bit awkward about talking about money, but the reality is you know if we don't have that conversation um and money doesn't come in it's you know we, can, we we church isn't sustainable um in the way that we have been doing it, you know because you know salaries have to be paid bills still have to be paid there's so you know if if you if you want church to, and I, I don't think it will be exactly the same after all of this is over, but if you want to have the sort of church that you had before and do the sort of things that you did before and minister in the way that you did before, we've, we've got to come up with some sort of um, approach to finance. So we, you know, people are able to give online in Glasgow, Wheeling, they're able to text give, they're able to do those sort of things. So we, we just said to people, look, um uh, you know if you want to continue to give during this time um let us just let us know and we'll send you our bank details mm-hmm. um we haven't done a we haven't done a drive on that in the sense of you know we're just going to talk about giving all the time what i what i will do is i'll talk about giving in the among, in amongst other values so i'll be talking about you know encouraging each other and um staying connected and giving Um, you know just as part of a general encouragement and uh, I have to say that people have responded really well Um, you know we've had quite a few people have said "Look, could we have the bank details so that we can give during this time Um, and then uh, the other thing that I did was what about a week ago I just put up a video to say Guys, thanks for all your support um, and your encouragement, and the way some of you have been um, requesting bank details so that you can give. Because I think we we need to to actually express appreciation for what people are doing. Yeah,
1: Which, you
0: know, our our people we've got great people. Um, every church is great people, and and every church has people who want the church to um, come out of this time. I'm sure I'm sure everybody wants the church to come out of this time stronger. And I think that we can, by the grace of God, of course. Um, but I, you know, I think just to to keep putting those values out there to keep encouraging the people to, um, you know, I mean, we do our offerings. We still do an offering in our um, online um, service. Um, and then to, to express appreciation for, um, for what people are doing and you know people i i think the the impressive thing for me is just the way people have rallied to all of this you know i've had lots of conversations with people i can't i don't think i've had a negative one um i don't think any anybody that's really been in trouble or really been discouraged it's it's not actually because of the lockdown the lockdown has probably Reinforce some things but it's it's normally because of stuff that has happened before all of this happened so i you know i'm I'm really encouraged by the resilience that I'm seeing in people, so yeah, I guess those would be i probably haven't put that in a very systematic way, but sort of defining at the outset what you want to achieve, and for us, it was care and connection, just keeping that line of encouragement um keeping you know talking about giving. And then I think just expressing appreciation over and over again for what people are doing, not because, not just because it's something that you should do, but it's because you're actually acknowledging the grace of God that's at work in the lives yeah. of people that you're
1: that God has called you to lead. It's so good. Okay. Love that. I thought it was a great answer. Uh... Good. The <laughs> long wind. <laughs> And yeah, and I think people may not see the bigger picture. That um, churches are not looking for money for themselves. They're looking at actually, like, hey, we don't want to be a bad witness and pay off, lay off yeah. staff. We we exactly. want to keep caring. We want to. So I think that is a uh, uh, what what I've been saying to other people is like, um, hey guys, and our story. Me and my wife Caris is when we are in crisis, we give more. You yeah, know, yeah. We, you know, yeah. Uh, because we have been at the stage where we've had absolute nothing, and and we've yeah. been in poverty. In the way that we got out, of that was by giving. You know, yeah. being being generous. It says in Proverbs that the uh, the stingy world gets smaller and smaller, but the generous world gets bigger. Right. And bigger. So yeah. I I would be on with you that, and just encourage uh, people. Uh, like I'm not undermining if they've been laid off or uh, they're business no. down. No but what I would encourage you to do is it may seem unnormal, but we serve a supernatural God is to give in that time. Yeah. Uh, so, so good. But you're you, you you're always a very, what I've seen of you, you're always a very positive, happy, joyful, joyful guy. <laughs> um, so I, I wonder, uh, do you have any, maybe you can tell us how you do it or if you've got any tips of how we stay encouraged um, day in and day out. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell
0: you how, how I tick if you like, Steve. I, I, and again, I do think people are wired differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just, we just have to acknowledge that. Not everybody's the same. I mean, for me, and this, again, this is a very basic answer. If, if I can get up early, and I can get time in the Word and time in prayer, I'm gonna be okay, I know that. Um, and if I don't, I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna be in a great place. And, 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 and I know that sounds, it, it sounds so basic, but that's a, that's a big thing for me. Um, I think the other thing too, and it, again, it's part of that, over the last few years, I've really been—I don't know if I'm being prompted or I've just been—I've—I've I've just developed this idea that if if you want to grow strong and you want your faith to grow, you get to know God better. And I suppose because I've lived, I've moved all of my life in the Pentecostal charismatic world. We think, and I, and I would have. Probably thought getting to know better God, getting to know God better, in well, not in really mystical terms, but certainly in 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 experiential terms, which is true. You, You you need that. But I've discovered over the last few years that when you dig into the Word and find what God says about Himself, you know all those, you know the names and titles of God, and you start to dig into that and reflect on it and meditate on it. Man, you just see how big God is, um, and you know it. It gives you confidence—not in yourself, not in your own leadership skills. I mean, I've got some skills. I, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I didn't have some skills. So you know, let's be, let's just try to be honest about who we are and where we are. But the reality is, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm no great shakes, but God, God is just like—he's incredible, you know. You know, even, even if you take something as simple and I don't want to get into a preach here, but, you know, Jesus, I am saying he's the light of the world. Well, I mean, if you follow the, if you follow the one who's the light of the world, you're never going to be lacking in revelation. You know, if you follow the one who's the bread of life, you know, you, you're, you're going to be, your soul is going to be satisfied. Um, you know, and it doesn't mean that, I mean, we all have our problems. I've got my problems. I've got the prayers that haven't been answered yet, or that yeah, I don't know if they've had a red light or a yellow light, they haven't had the green light yet. There's things I'd like to change in my life, there's things I'd like to, to change, you know. We've all got that. But, you know, if 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 we just keep trying to learn more about God, you know, the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. If, you know, if we develop our knowledge of Him you know we're going to grow as people we're going to grow as christians we're going to grow as pastors as leaders and i think that's you know in short that's that's me um and yeah having good people in your life you know having mm-hmm. positive mm-hmm. people around you you know you that, that that has a big big influence on you as well uh, if you get good people feeding into your life and encouraging you you know it's great you know, and I've got a great wife, great family, so you know, thank God for that. Great friends.
1: Um So yeah, those are some of the things that make me take. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant, absolutely, absolutely love that. Now, you've how long have you been in ministry for? Twenty oh, no. How long have I been in Yeah,
0: 27 years.
1: <laughs> that long, you can't remember. <laughs> that long, yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, years. Could you baby? what has been one of your biggest uh, breakthrough moments in ministry over those 27 years? Oh, that's a huge thing, breakthrough moments. Yeah, I, I can
0: remember this. And this is going back, Probably nearly 20 years, and again, it's it's connected with giving of all things. The um, church that I was pastoring at the time it was probably a church with about I don't know. We were getting upwards on 80 people on a Sunday, probably on average. Um, we decided that we were going to take this massive step of faith and meet in a primary school on a Sunday morning because their, you know, their gym was bigger than our worship hall. And it was going to be a big challenge. Um, it, what, at the time, it seemed like a big financial challenge. It doesn't seem that big now. Um, and we were thinking about what, what are we going to do? How are we going to get the money? And I really felt God said to me, double your missions given. Because we were given, I forget what we were given to missions at the time, but I felt like God's financial strategy for this next big move um, was double your missions given, and I said this to the elders and they said yeah, yeah, that's that's great and then one of them admitted to me afterwards he wasn't that sure but he thought he should <laughs> he should get behind it and you know what? God really, God blessed us we, we never wanted the whole time and um, we were in that new location uh, there was a, you know it, the needs were met, the bills were paid and you know, it enabled us to, to get to the next stage when we um, when we went into a bigger hole. So that was a yeah, that in terms of ministry that was the a breakthrough moment. Yeah. Wow. So good. Taught me a lesson.
1: Taught me a lesson. Yeah. God is so good. So James, very serious question here. Uh-huh. What do you do in your free time?
0: <laughs> um I'd like to find some at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> <It is good. laughs> um, what do I do in my free time? Um, I do like to read, so I, I'll, I'll do a bit of reading in my free time. Um, there's some stuff on telly that I'll, I'll Sky Plus and I'll, I'll catch up with. I like, I like sort of history stuff, and, you know, um, but I, I probably don't, I don't really watch a lot of telly um in all honesty and i run a little bit um, but i'm not i'm not a serious jogger i mean my gear isn't nike it's, it's very very basic um but i i found that really I, i've been doing that for, for nearly two years now um I, I just find it clears my head to to go out and do a bit of running do a little bit of swimming but obviously can't do that at the moment with the, the lockdown um so i just i actually found and i you could never have convinced me of this 10 years ago but um i found physical exercise to be very very helpful and it just gives me a chance to to think to reflect um so yeah but that, 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 those are some of the things that i do um, and i take my wife out on a friday which is my day off so when all of this is over we'd be out having coffee or lunch, just doing something um yeah that's that those are my main things um for my free time
1: brilliant i love it and uh, james just for people who are tuning in and watching how, how do they get in touch with you or with your church how do they connect with you um if you want to get in touch with the church probably the
0: best place to go is the website glasgowelum.org.uk um or the Glasgow glasgowelum facebook page um most of what's happening is posted in either of those two um, platforms. If you want to get in touch with me, my favourite um, social media platform is Twitter. Um, I, I'm on Facebook, but I'm I'm, I'm a very unfaithful Facebook um, person. I miss birthdays. I miss challenges that people give me. Um, so I, but I find Twitter. I just, I all in fact I like Twitter when you could only write one hundred and forty characters because it really made you, <laughs> it made you be brief. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm on Twitter, and what is, I'm not even. I think my Twitter handle. Let me, I think it's at James J Glass, um, or at the James Glass. Um, I think that's my Twitter handle. So yeah, you'll find me in Twitter. I think I've, I'm following you. So if <laughs> if if they can't find me, if they go to you and and scroll down your followers, let me see if I can. I don't even know my own Twitter handle. Is <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, so I've got it here. It's at the James J. Glass. That's me. Yep. That's me at the James J. Glass. Yep. Yes. That's, that's the best place to get me. Um, I you know, despite all this said about Twitter, I I, I like it. You, you can. You don't have to follow people that are <laughs> are, are are churning out nonsense. Um, you can follow people like yourself, Steve. You've all uh, you've always something good and positive to say on there. Something that's um, just makes you think. So yeah, I love it. Love it. I
1: Appreciate that. And I I think the exact same to to yourself. So great people, please go and follow at the James J Glass on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, great stuff on there, great stuff, great person to follow. And just before we wrap up, James, I've just got a, one last question that I'm really interested to ask, and that is if you were not a pastor, what other what, what profession would you do? Or what, what would you be doing? What would I be doing? <laughs> um, I, I honestly don't know what I'd be
0: doing. Um, my background was I grew up in the countryside. Um so I, yeah maybe I'd be doing something rural, maybe I'd be working on a farm somewhere um I mean, I'd like to be a blockbuster novelist that that sounds like a good profession, you know <laughs> where you can just get up in the morning and write, and then people can pay you for it. that sounds very, very good to me, but i think i don't I don't know what I'd be doing um yeah i've I've sometimes thought of that what would I do um? What would I do in church if I wasn't a pastor? Um, that, that's an interesting um, question as well. Um, do you have an answer to that one? Uh, I think I'd either be working with the young people or I'd, be, I'd want to do men's ministry. I think mm-hmm. it would be one of those two things. Um, yeah. I would, you know, I'd just love to throw myself into into either of those two things. Um, but what would I do if I wasn't a pastor? Maybe I'd come and work for you, Steve. <laughs> You're more than
1: welcome. <laughs> you don't have a job going, do you? <laughs> I mean, we we pay we pay people in good coffee, and that's a bit at this time. <laughs> good good coffee good currency for me. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll have a, f- a few toilet rolls. <laughs> <laughs> we do have some hand sanitizer to intrigue you, the thin. <laughs> You're, you're rich. That's that's <laughs> worth more than Bitcoin these days. <laughs> uh, James, it's been an absolute pri- uh, privilege and pleasure having you on. Great. I think you're just an amazing leader. And uh, One of the things I look up to you is just how great a pastor you are and how great well, you're you at you deciphering you. people. You're always challenging me how to, um, just watching even from afar, how to really care for people and love them thank and you. make sure that we are really connecting and treating people as people so thank you so much for coming on it's been such an honor my friend
0: steve thank you so much it's been such an honor to be on and you know i just really want to say i think it's amazing that you and caris have stepped out in faith to plant in in kilmarnock um i, I think it's brilliant and uh, yeah we're just we're 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 watching the space to see what God does because you know I know there've been people uh, in that area that have been praying for the the sort of church that you want to see come about, and they've been praying for a long time. And um, God's going to do something good there. And um, it's yeah, well done you, and well done for sitting setting this up. Um, I think it's fantastic. I'll I'll be looking out for the other guys that um, that you've got on and interviewed like this. Um, I really look forward to that.
1: Thank you so so much.